following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. And we are inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco, ready to start Rams Week as the road to the Super Bowl now starts at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. I've got my Super Bowl cap still on Mm. after a long weekend. And, yes, it was a long weekend after a long Thursday night in Chicago. It was a well-deserved long weekend, by the way. For whom? For us. Yeah, for us. Not for the Cowboys. No, not for the team. Hey, we no, had to go through us. four games in 19 days. You know? <laughs> That's right. And, and feel uh, miserable about every one. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the last three for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is a new day, a new week, and um, we're going to figure things out here. Or at least we're going to try to figure things Are we? out here. Over yeah, the yeah next we'll figure it out. Minutes. We'll let Jerry know what we came up with. <laughs> there you go. And it was an enjoyable Sunday of watching football. Wasn't it? Oh. Did you watch football? I watched it, I watched it. for 10, ten hours ten straight. Hours, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. 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 I yeah. was trying to do the math. Yeah, A couple of good games. Yeah. I mean, Especially really good games. Especially that noon game in New Orleans. Wow. New Orleans game, the Baltimore game, Baltimore and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I said I was miserable watching that one. You know, like, see? See what you should have done? <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> And no one's in the room. Yeah, my dog. <laughs> oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw your tweet yesterday. It's like it's a weekend of why can't they do right. this and why can't right. they do that? That's yeah. what I'm sure yeah. every fan was thinking that. You know, you, you even though we wanted to relax because there's no more pressure. You know, from a cowboy game, you sit here and you think, man, okay, look at uh, Allen's stats. He had a horrible game. I mean, I don't think he had ten yards of mm-hmm. a, a, a completion. Mm-hmm. Is is below. 35% completion. It just, he looked like, and he was at home. Buffalo played at home. They, I guess what it is, is we've made it too comfortable for the visiting teams. I think that's what it is. And Josh Allen was 17 of 39, so less than 50% for 146 yards and a touchdown. Didn't throw a pick. How many rushing God. yards did he have? <laughs> he had. Uh, Nine yards on two carries. See, that that makes me mad. It's not as many as 64. Mm-hmm. That makes me mad. And then Cole Beasley's numbers. What, four for 29? Four for 29 and a touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had 110 you, on us. And I was thinking yeah. of you because when they were talking about it, they weren't. They weren't single covering him no, either. No, they weren't. They had a plan. Because that's how you. They, oh, wow, they had a plan. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me write that down. <laughs> and then you watch the uh, Sunday night game and you look at these Los Angeles Rams that are coming in here this week and they just beat the Seattle Seahawks. How in the world are we going to beat that team? Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and what's wrong with the Seahawks all of a sudden? Uh huh. How did this happen? So it's very confusing. And I, I don't 
I have no um, optimism because now all of a sudden the Rams are looking no, good. That, that's what gives you hope. They're looking good. The Rams are looking no, good. No, but, but as far as the Cowboys are concerned, they're not looking good. And the the longer you don't look good, the closer you are to looking good again. The percentages oh, wow. are with you. Oh, that's Whoa. the Mickey theory. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a no, – there's no bottom. There's it's no my, bottom. It's, it's yeah. my theory. The more you lose, the closer you are to winning. Uh, there's no bottom. The, like the more that. you okay. win, the closer you are to losing. And the more you lose, the closer you are to winning. I got you. And then – if you want to add another sickening game, San Francisco, I mean, uh, New England's beatable, aren't they? Mm-hmm. That could have been us, the first, That's the first right. win. That was another one that really got me mad. That could have been they us. They should have lost three about. in a row. That's right. Well, defense defense played well in that game overall, the weather. but the weather was a big factor for sure. You almost and, have to throw that one out. And actually, New England probably should have won that game yesterday. If you look at a couple of calls, a couple touchdowns yeah. that were called yeah. back, yeah, yeah, but you have to overcome that stuff. That's what Tripping, I hear. Yeah, they were picking up flags. Uh-huh. They picked up flags in New England, and they whistled a fumble. Yeah. What would have been a scoop and score? They whistled it dead rather wow. than letting the play play out. Mm. Heck of a defense. Mm-hmm. Heck of a defense and special teams. It's Just, nice to see the Patriots not get the calls, huh? No, right. <laughs> would have been nice though. Would have been nice. Yeah. So, where are we with this Cowboys team after the bye week? They are making their hospital visits this morning, the players are, right? Yes, they were. I wonder how cheery those visits are. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll help out and put some, you know, put some pep in their step. Yeah, those patients, man. They're great, great, great people, kids. And that's a tradition that's been going on at least yeah. 30 years. That's good stuff. I mean, it started – you were doing it throughout your career here, I right? Was, I yeah. was. I was. So, and I, so when, it goes when back I started, nearly 40 years. Then. When I was with Springs, that's we continued that as a business. Uh, we continued helping our charities, continued to, to put on uh, old-school cowboy events. Uh, I was visiting a hospital, and, uh, you know, it's kind of sad. Because some of them were kids, sure. and, that, and it kind of it lights a fire under you, you know, to let you know why you're doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, that's one thing about my boy Springs. He's talked a lot of trash. He's kind of like Charles Haley. Mm-hmm. They talk a lot of trash, but they're big babies. <laughs> you know, they're really big babies, and and they really like helping people. And uh, going to visit those hospitals, that was something that I I, I continue to do uh, to this day uh, through my foundation. So, what's the Cowboys player schedule the rest of the day? They've got uh, pretty extensive meetings uh, once they get back, and I noticed on the board it said special teams meeting, all players. Hmm. So maybe all hands on deck for special teams the the coming weeks, Uh, not sitting there relying on a bunch of young guys. Uh, So And then they have a practice, I think, 445 to 545. Jason Garrett was asked on the conference call Friday, Lineup changes. Do you can you do anything to try to shake things up a little bit? And he said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll look at all of it." That's interesting what Mick said. But you know, from a from an offense defensive perspective, I don't know, I don't know how many changes you can make to your lineup right now. I think it just comes down to execution and playing better. I mean, yeah, just think one of the changes you make might be one of the guys that you just paid this off season. So you don't want that to happen. Who's that? I don't know. Hey, come on. Oh, one of them, oh, just, oh, one, just one. Just, I'm just throwing things out there. Don't, don't, don't tie me down, Rob. Just, just throwing some stuff out there. You're right. They did. There were a lot of guys. Are, I, I could hear suggestions right. out there. <laughs> Periscope. Oh, wow, this came back at me. Wow. No, no, I was serious. I was serious. <laughs> Would you like to start on offense or defense with that? Yeah. Well, it looks like they might start off with kicking. 
Yep, yeah, there you go. And there's the kicking caravan comes back through here today. That's that's what I was going to ask you. Any, any more kickers Any of that through? get you excited? Well, Kai Forbath is the new name on the list. Uh, Nick Rose out of Highland Park High School, University of Texas, who was here last week uh, make, making the rounds. And is it Taylor Viscaino? I don't remember his first name. But last name Viscaino, who Tristan. was here last. Uh, Tristan Viscaino. Yeah, okay. The, how many Tristans can a team have on, on its <laughs> roster? Uh, but we got two Xavier's. But so. Kai Forbath, uh, most recently kicked for the New England Patriots, ever since a week ago. Mm-hmm. As Nick Folk had his emergency appendectomy, missed the game a week ago, and Kai Forbath made a 23-yard field goal for the Patriots. Okay, he also missed an extra point. Ugh. He was cut the next day. So the extra point is longer than yes, 23 yards. Yes, that's exactly right. Wow. Yeah, 33 yards. So so he is here today, and he hasn't kicked much in the NFL the last couple of years either. No, but he's been around, and I think his he's career— He's a name you'll recognize. He's a name you recognize. The guys that brought in, two of them are coming back, apparently, but uh, for a workout. But he's 85% for his career, 86%. That's nice. That's better than what Brett has been this year, clearly. Um, so at least it's a guy with some experience. We'll see if they make a move. I mean, the, what Jerry said on the fan on Friday kind of indicated they still feel like what's out there is not better than what they can get out of Brett. But 10 fist missed field goals this season, that's um, and you know one of I five. I think that's got to be one of the worst in Cowboys history as far as field goal kickers. Yeah, right? I haven't looked it up. Percentage-wise, we've always been blessed with good field goal kickers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we took Dan Bailey for granted. There's no question about it. Um, Cowboy fans do that a lot. And he's and writers. I don't know if we took him for granted, but I'm sure he spoiled everybody. Well, I think you you just start to get used to it. Yeah, it's like he's going to make it. Um, But But that's been the Cowboy culture. I mean, I I go all the way back to when before I played. We've always Tony Fritz, Raphael Septian. I mean, we always had consistent kickers. They were never big. Big leg kickers. They were never the ones with the big foot that can kick those 50 yards. But consistently, within 45 yards, that's what we've always been accustomed to. Within 45 yards, we're going to be at least around 90%. And that's that's been going for decades throughout the Cowboy uh, lore. But now, uh, God, I don't think I've ever been around a Cowboy kicker this inconsistent. This is something that's very new for me. One other time. When they signed Vanderjack, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Vanderjack with Parcells here. It was yeah. two five, two six. Oh five, something like that. And I think 05, he got 06. he got cut by December, I think, that year, right? He should have been cut in training camp. Parcells scares kickers. I mm-hmm. can tell. Well this guy <laughs> yeah. this guy was bad in training camp. And if you remember he 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 failed miserably down the stretch in Indianapolis, I think. Because mm-hmm. he at the time was one of the most accurate kickers in the National Football League. And then he failed in the playoff game. Uh, I think it was a winning kick, if I remember correctly. Against the Pittsburgh, and he kicked it in the other tunnel. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. Behind he, him? He is like, not exaggerating. <laughs> he missed the kick by 30 yards uh, wide. <laughs> Very good, Rob. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> he kicked it in the other tunnel. He did. It went way right. I'll never forget it. It burned in my memory. It was the slice. Yeah. It looked like one of your drives. And then yes. he got here, and he was he was awful in training camp, and he was like, well, I'm not worried about training 
training camp. This is practice, you know, and it's preseason games. And then he just took it right into the season. He was terrible. I remember he used to say he had this phrase. He would say, "Yeah, I took a, <laughs> I took a mental holiday on that kick." It's like, well, you might want to stop doing that. I know. <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah. Now, so. now, Parcells had. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little old. Uh, who's the kicker from Lake Highlands that played with the Baltimore Ravens and was a, an amazing kicker for years? Bill, Bill Dawson. No. Not Phil Dawson. Matt Stover. Matt Stover. Mm. Matt Stover was with me in New York my first year there. And uh, he was terrified of Parcells. Mm-hmm. He kicked the ball into the, 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 the center's butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there. I saw that. He was terrified. And I remember he's such a little nice guy, man. Uh-huh. And, you know, I just remember, hey, man, like Collins, you know, Berkner, man. So we yeah. talk. You know, we got together to talk, man. And I just, after a it while, was I was a little away low. From him. A little low. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Like, Whoa, dude, you, are, you, you might rub off on me because it was my first time there as well. So <laughs> I didn't need that negativity. And of course, he goes on to Baltimore. And had an amazing yeah. career. Yep. An amazing Thirteen career. years with the Ravens. After he was he was with the Brown, well, the Giants in ninety mm-hmm. and then the Browns ninety one to mm-hmm. ninety five. Mm-hmm. But ever since right, I mean it's those money kicks from forty to forty nine yards. And I I was reading Nick's article on the website, Brett's one of five in those this this year. And Jason Garrett was asked last week, do you come a point where you have to adjust your play calling exactly. your field strategy exactly. because of your kicking situation. And he said, this is before they decided to bring him back for the Bears game. He said, it's time to get a new kicker once we get to that point. Are they at that point right now is is the question. After missing the 42-yarder, and that was such a momentum swing. You know, Offense keeps falling behind, and you're trying to get points on the board, and you can't convert, and it's got to be deflating. It's a, it's a game plan killer when you miss those chip shots what we call them these days. Because yeah. you're, you're expecting that. Okay, guys, here's the plan. All right, we're going to go down here. We're in a desperate situation now. All right, we, we may not get we, – we're down by 10. Okay, let's – do we go for three now? Okay, because we, we don't want to use all our timeouts. We don't use our time trying to score. Okay, let's just get this three out of the way, and then we can continue, you know, to, to this, this amazing comeback. And then once you miss that kick, everything goes out the window. Because you almost get to a point when you're on third down and you're in field goal range, normally you would tell your kick, your Be quarterback, yeah. tell your quarterback, okay, we got a field goal here. Let's not screw it up. Now it's almost like better go for it yeah. at all costs because yeah. we can't count on the field yeah, goal. Yeah, you got so whatever you do, salvage this play. Right, there's a big difference between that and playing for a field goal. And so we'll see how these guys do because. You know, two of them worked out of the threesome last time, and it wasn't real pretty, I'm told. Now, it was a pretty windy day, so I don't know if that affected these guys or not. But well, it might be windy in Philadelphia here in a couple that's, of weeks. That's, that's right. It well, comes with the game, game a lot. Wind yeah. comes mm-hmm. with outdoor games. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So, you know, that, so they, they did that before went to New England, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was on the short week. They mm-hmm. weren't going to sign any of those guys. Oh, they did but it last week. Last games. week. They did it last week. A week ago. After were... practice last week, either Monday, maybe Monday? No. It yeah. was before New England. No. They they worked them out last week and went with <laughs> went with Brett. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, they're all running together. Yeah. I just yeah. remember yeah. saying Thank there was no way they were going to practice two days and tell them to go to New England and kick in that weather. I forget which day it was, but yeah, last week. And he said there, after the game he thought he hit the ball. He struck it well in the game. One thing they've liked about him is his mentality. You know, he doesn't. 
He doesn't seem to get down on himself, but you know, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll help him. We'll see what they do. We'll see what needs, they do. He here. needs to do better. Sometimes yeah. you gotta get down on yourself yeah. to do better. Yeah, you know, that's this blind optimism. You know, it doesn't seem to be working well right now. Yeah. You know, and the thing with Forbath, it's not so much his field goal accuracy. If you look back at his last couple of years in Minnesota, it's, it's the extra points. Yeah. He was he missed eight extra points in two years in, <laughs> is that in Minnesota. Right? Now yes. that's one thing Maher's made is he's made those extra points mm-hmm. that are like Everson said, they're longer than So he just to needs be. to look at these forty two yard as field goals as being points. extra <laughs> points. Okay. These, okay, just tell him it only counts one point, not three points. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the other thing that he's fallen off is his kickoffs too. Not getting oh, I hadn't noticed any go out of bounds lately. No, but we haven't was, played since Thursday. That was the that was the, <laughs> geez, that was the plan though to kick right. to the side and he didn't do it accurately. Well. But he hasn't gotten the ball deep enough. We for take an inaccurate kicker and tell him on his kickoffs to be accurate <laughs> into the corners. That's yeah. kind of well. <laughs> I say you just let him kick the damn ball. If you kick out of the end zone, who cares what well, side it goes to? Well, but he to. hasn't been doing it. That's been the that problem. That was the problem. Was, was yeah. it real windy up there? Where in thir- in Thursday in Chicago? Oh, where you uh, couldn't kick not, it out of the end zone. In pregame, not that bad. There, we got down there in the fourth quarter and it was gusting, but not. It wasn't like what you thought it might be. I think that I mean, high onside kick that the Patriots employ works pretty well. You know, hit a pop up to the twenty yard line and yeah. let, a, let a fullback try to catch. Did it. you notice they <laughs> they tried to uh, they tried to uh, in punt protection? They didn't put a guy back yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I was disappointed in Nance and Romo because they they didn't on the on the broadcast. Yeah. They said they, they were both saying, "I don't think I've ever seen that." Well, mm-hmm. Romo specifically yeah. said, "I don't think I've ever seen this where with six minutes left in the game, you don't put a." Punt returner back right. there. Well, if you would have watched the Cowboy yeah, Patriots game, that. you would have seen it, that. and it, they got two penalties out of it. And, and they just let them go ahead and punt it. Mm-hmm. The ball rolled forever. It actually kind of worked out okay. It really did. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're just getting started on this edition of Talking Cowboys. So much to get to when we come back. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Ready? Okay. Give Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So, so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and 
on command. That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Christmas at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, is officially here from now through December 21st. Enjoy free, family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. And the Oklahoma Sooners and the Baylor... No, that's an old read. I'm sorry. Mm. I, oh, oh, I, I, I didn't mean to read that one. Yeah. Uh, Congrats, Bill. Congrats. Yeah, they survived. And now it's LSU. Told you guys. You guys. It's LSU. Holding out for Baylor. Come on, man. I knew Hurt would come through, baby. Now, what about the next game? He's unbeaten against LSU. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Well, that was when he was with Alabama. Kind of a different team. Different team, yeah. If I hear that one more time. And and the quarterbacks that LSU had at the time. Yeah. That's when they were going through this quarterback drought. Now they've finally got their guy. They Mm -hmm. got their guy. Yeah. For the first time since who LSU has a quarterback? When's the last time they had a good quarterback? Jamarcus. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. Or was it Rohan Davey? No, <laughs> Davey was pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. Mettenberg was pretty good, but this this young man, he's uh, he's special. He's, special. He he's gonna yeah. have uh, an addition to his trophy case on Saturday night. Hmm. Joe Burrow. He better. Mm-hmm. He's a hands down Heisman yeah. Trophy winner Thanks. on Saturday night. And they've been they've been, you know, you can tell when they're they're making the push because there were so many games where they were just blowing people out, and they kept them in the game. And the wide receivers are amazing. So he'll throw a screen pass and go 90 yards, Mm -hmm. you know, in a blowout. Right. In a blowout. They're already up by like four touchdowns. He's still in the game throwing touchdowns, which is great. That's how you do it. That's how you win the Heisman. Well, that's how you end up number one in the nation, too. Mm -hmm. Exactly Mm -hmm. right. Got to have style points these days. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you happen, and this is sort of draft talk here, uh, did you happen to see Oregon and Utah on Friday night? The quarterback for Oregon, Justin Herbert. Yes, Yes. I did. What do you think of him? He's awfully good. Number one pick, size, right, got an arm. He's got an arm. Mm -hmm. He can make any throw you need him to. Now, I know Gil Brandt last year, before he decided, uh, before Herbert decided to come back for another year at Oregon, Gil Brandt was saying, this guy's going to be the number one pick. So, hmm. And he came back to play with his brother. Is that what he was going to be a freshman. Okay. wanted to always play with his brother in college. So that scores points in your draft guide. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay. Anyway, I, I, am, I, am, uh, uh, I have to look at the conference. You know, I don't know if they're playing really good defense in the, in the Pac-12. So I'm not going to really give them too much credit right now. How much defense are they playing in the SEC right now? The SEC? You had a 48-45 Auburn-Alabama game. Yeah, we kind of get. That was an exception. We kind of get. Well, you kind of get to. Um, 
All right. How about San Francisco and New Orleans mm-hmm. yesterday? Mm-hmm. People were talking, that's going to be a good defensive struggle. <laughs> and it turned into the greatest football game ever played, 48-46. That was, that was what strange. a phenomenal football game this was. But if in the Big 12 they play a 48-46 game, they can't play any yep. defense. Yep. You know? And, and they, you, you just might lose your standings. If you're, if, you're uh, not, if you're going for the playoffs, you, might, you won't make it with a game like that. Mm-hmm. That would count you out of the uh, final that's four. A, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. But if Auburn plays Alabama and it's 48-45, Oh, that's the greatest football game I've ever seen. <laughs> well, that's what happened to Ohio State, right? Gave up too many points to the team they beat. We're trailing. That's right. They're trailing 21-7. Yeah. And then they totally dominated in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was a weird game. They didn't yeah. get style And don't you know, the Ohio State and LSU, they were lobbying so hard because they all wanted to play Oklahoma in the first round and not Clemson. You know, we so. got the commentators there that have a vested, to me, have a vested interest and what's going on Herb, with Herbie? the final four? Come on, guys. This is killing <laughs> well, me. Well, how many Ohio State guys Joey, did they have on the show? Huh? They had like three of them, right? Yeah, two. Come on. Two. Could, well, you, could you see Urban the disappointment? Meyer was on one of them. Yeah. Oh, well, ESPN had two. But yeah. 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 So Fox. that's three, right? That's Urban. No, in the pregame show, there was three Urban, of them. You've got, you've got Herb, Herb Street, Street. You've got Galloway. Yeah. So, so Ohio State is to college football network TV what the Cowboys are to the <laughs> NFL network no, TV. No, no. What, what uh, <laughs> University of Miami or, or Florida players are to all NFL channels. Because if you look at it, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, how many other Florida guys do we have up there? So it doesn't, not just the U, but Florida State. Florida doesn't State, matter. Yeah, the yeah. Florida athletes, period. Tebow. Yeah. Tebow. Got some. Yeah, there's Florida. So they're all covered right there. They're FSU, Florida, there. and Miami. Mm-hmm. So. so the narrative is not unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what was your takeaway from that Saints-Niners game as far as what, what they were doing? I mean, because it was such a great football game. My takeaway is, wow, Jimmy Garofalo. Mm-hmm. I am impressed. I'm sorry. I am very impressed. I had so much doubt in, in uh, Lynch. And this uh, 49er team. I just didn't think they were going to be as good this quickly. Richard Sherman coming back from an Achilles injury uh, before yesterday with a He's got a hamstring now. It's a grade two. But even before that, he was anchoring that defense. And he was part of that. He was that uh, the soul of that defense because he brought his experience to a young team full of great uh, a great front seven, mm-hmm. but Garofalo is the guy. He is the he is the cherry on top right now. The passes that he was throwing in yesterday, off balance, people in his face. He was doing that against the Giants in the first three games of, of the year. He was that guy, and I have never seen him that accurate. And what impressed me about it was the coaches themselves. They found a way to go away from their game plan and still be successful. Yeah. They usually run the ball. Yep. Yeah. Well, they, they came out the first drive. Well, he's four for four. They went after him. They yeah. went after they them. They did. And, and the Saints were coming back after they them. They were just throwing play. They had a particular route that worked the entire game. I think it was a play action. Guy came up with a deep end cut, open all day long. And I think around four times in crucial moments, they came back to that play and they kept him alive. It kind of reminded me of what we've talked about with the Cowboys defense using their aggressiveness against them. I thought, and I didn't watch all the game, but what the Saints were doing was a lot of that misdirection, quick passing game, yards after catch. They always do that, but they were able to catch the 49ers in a lot of that. And and Breeze is obviously still a productive player. I know there's been questions about him, uh, but just 
the ability for both those teams to win a different style of game, as you said, yeah. that speaks to what a really talented, potentially great teams are. They're 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 ahead of everybody well, else in, for real, guys. in the conference. The yeah. Niners are for real. My Kill. man Debo, Debo Samuel. Yeah, is he not a player mm. that you either throw it to him or hand it to him? This guy is dynamic. And that's why I was hoping he would fold the Cowboys. You know, and the other thing, the Niners, they don't even have who I who was my man in the draft, who was not Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurd, the wide receiver out of Baylor, who went early third round. Mm-hmm. And I understand the Cowboys really liked him too. Yes. Uh, and he had he's had a back injury, hadn't played all year. But we saw in the preseason, I think he scored a couple of touchdowns, maybe against us in the in the preseason. I know mm-hmm. one game I was watching, um, and so they've got him and. You know, they've got all these guys. And, of course, then they made the move for Emmanuel Sanders, you know, as the season went along. And they realized, hey, we're we're better than we thought we were. Took the we crowd more... out of the game. Took the crowd mm-hmm. out of the game. And that, they had many opportunities where the crowd could have made a big difference. And the Niners were just so poised. They were making plays all day long. That, to me... I, you know, I hate the Niners. I mean, everybody knows me. <laughs> I mean, let's, just, let's just say it. we hate the Niners. But, I mean, okay. you give okay. credit where credit is due. Yeah. And I was I was just very impressed. I, I called a 49er fan. I said, man, these sorry-ass uh, 49ers <laughs> might actually be pretty good. And he, was, he was so happy to hear me make that call because they were just – uh, efficient in offensively in everything they did. The and matchups about, they took advantage of. And how about the end of the game facing fourth and two, and they hit Kittle and down the sideline, and then he gets face masked wow. for 15 yards. If and he then doesn't get face masked, he's scoring. That's why the guy didn't let <laughs> well, go. Well, they could get him down, right? Yeah. If he doesn't get that face mask, it's going to be a touchdown. That's why he didn't let go. Uh-huh. That was, that's a true DB right there. <laughs> Holding on for dear Holding life. Just dear grab life. anything. Anything and everything. You know, all you need to know about Garoppolo was when they scored, to, when the Saints scored to go ahead, they, it was a quick shot on the sideline. He didn't have his helmet on. He was going to get it or whatever. He had a smile on his face, like all the time. Okay, yeah, I got he's, this. He's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, right. he's he's good crazy. I like it. All right, this is going to play to Mickey right here. Okay, the Saints scored a touchdown early in that game. There was a penalty on the extra point, and they had the option to go for two. They go for so they moved it up to the one. They go mm-hmm. for two, mm-hmm. and they missed it. And so then when you come down to the end of the game, instead of being up forty-seven, well, what would have been? It's, they lost 48-46. Mm-hmm. So instead of being up 47-45 when they scored the touchdown, they could have kicked the extra point for a three-point lead. They had to go for two at 46-45. Mm-hmm. So, Mickey, there you go. But you know what? I was waving my flag to go for two. At <laughs> that okay, point. there you go. Because you got the ball on the one-yard line. I didn't like the play call, but uh, you're on the one-yard line. Might as well go and Sean get it. Payton usually comes up with a pretty good play call down the goal yeah. line. It's usually the fullback coming out in the flat, which is what they did with the tight end, tight end uh, for one touchdown. Yep. Yeah, yep. but they ran they ran it right up the middle. If I remember, is that what it was? I'm not trying to remember what they did with Hill him. had one of the touchdowns, not Taysom, um, Josh Hill. Yes, the tight end. Yeah, leaking yeah. out there. The yeah. 49ers went into that game knowing that they're going to have to pull out all stops to win it, mm-hmm. and they did. Trick plays. Very well designed trick plays, stuff we used to do back in back in October. <laughs> you know, I thought you I were going to say back on the playground. No, 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 back in October, stuff that we used to do. I mean, the, you know, remember the, the Tavon 
uh, jet sweep against Philly, you know, things like that that just, like, excited the crowd and, you know, using guys to the best of their ability. You know, we've got 49ers came out with two excellent gadget plays that were extremely successful and very timely. That kept the, the crowd out of the game is them being able to – they didn't just stick with their regular game plan, oh, we're going to do what we do, and they're going to do what they do, and we're going to see who's best. No, they came out with some trickeration that really turned the tide for this game. It kept the crowd out of the game, and their momentum maintained throughout the entire game. And you saw that across the league a little bit. And, you know, when we're at home, you can kind of see more of that. Kelsey and the Wildcat, I think, for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Rams, I think the Rams threw five – or had five carries uh, with using their receivers. Um Bringing back some of the creativity that that McVay is known for, mm-hmm. and you know, finding other ways to. And if to you be notice, they, they only start doing this because they're on this winning streak. So it's like you have to have the confidence as a team to put that in. Yeah. And if you're going to have the confidence as a team, that means defensively or offensively, you have to keep yourself in the position in the game to where this is the perfect time for that call. You can't just run trick plays down at 24/7 during the ball game, <laughs> right? You have to it, you have point. to be in that position to do it. That means you have to put that defense in a predictable position to where you know this is the defense they're going to run. Yeah. This is the time for that play. So you got to do the normal stuff well before yes. you start with uh Warren Powers used to call it gingerbread plays. Yeah, gingerbread, nice. Yeah, you know, the little fancy things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do your basic things well, you never get to those. You have to be in position for that play to work. You have to be in meaning there has to be a, the right time of the game. Has to, your defense has to be in a certain frame of mind. The, the opposing defense has to be in a certain frame of mind and because you've set them up now. And now, okay, they're right for the picking. And that's when you run those plays. I thought the other thing the 49ers did well is they knew the Saints were without two of their starting linebackers. They picked on that stuff Mm -hmm. underneath with all that stuff with the fullback, the tight end. They couldn't cover any of that stuff. They had to end up with their DBs coming up covering Kittle because no one underneath could do it. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, is it the Cowboys' defense or the Cowboys' offense that needs to play the best down the stretch of this season? Yes. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Ready? Okay. Give Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. Give me an S. S. Give me an O. O. What's that spell? So-so. Are we going to win? Not if we play like we cheer. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor USA. 
usa.com Essilor, see more do more so you're shopping and that's when you see it aisle 23 dr pepper stack from top to bottom as far as the eye can see the phrase too good to be true comes to mind yet there it is a rich delicious dr pepper paradise wait did did that can of dr pepper just open itself for you they all are as if to say so nice to treat you and even though it feels weird to talk to a can you pick one up and say it's so nice to be treated dr pepper so nice to treat you back to talking cowboys billy you might not know this you missed a day or so in there yeah you need to go to jack black yeah for the ho ho holiday jackpot <laughs> because if you spend $75 or more you get a free 15 piece holiday jackpot holiday oh, it's a wow. holiday it's a holiday it's a holiday and all you need to do <laughs> is go to jack black and use the code jackpot and you got to do this before midnight on Wednesday to take advantage okay. go to getjackblack.com Wednesday of this week yes. by midnight on by Wednesday. Midnight. Okay, you better hurry. All right, fifteen is that, pieces. Is that why your your skin is glistening? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it, yeah. it is, man. You're just glowing over there. Yeah. That's what a few days off does. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Watch, watching other people suffer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, Missouri got a football coach. They did. Okay, from Appalachian State. A lie. Drink a lot. Drink a lie, with. What's his name? I can't pronounce it. Drink a lot. <laughs> Drink a lot. Yeah. That's a lie or something like that. Uh, <laughs> App State. Here we go. All right. Um, Cal, okay. I was thinking about this as the Saints and Niners are giving up 48 and 46 points, respectively. Okay. The Cowboys have made a habit of giving up some points the last couple of weeks. But as you look down the stretch of this season, yeah, you need to shore up the defense, but. Does the offense need to be back scoring over 30 points if you're going to get to where you want to get to? No, because you're going to get in trouble. You can't have to, you should not have to score 30 points a game to win. And what they've done, as a matter of fact, my math was already here the other day, they've uh, given up uh, 25 points a game in the last five games. Mm -hmm. And if we eliminate what happened in New England with the weather, it's 28 points a game in those other four, and they've lost three of them. So the only one they won, they gave up 27 to Detroit, and they had to score 30 to win. Okay. What about this week as it relates to the Los Angeles Rams, whose offense is now getting back on track, it appears? Uh, everybody well, gets on track. <laughs> got, play us, man. They were struggling. Now they've won the, two straight. Because yeah. the, the Bears got back on track against of Detroit they did. the yeah, week we, before. Right, I, I, I'd have to say I, I think the I think the Rams are going to be a major problem. I don't like it when they come into here and they're feeling all comfortable. You know, I, I, the fans are going to have to be on our side. The fans are going to have to come. I we need the energy level of the Saints game last year. Mm-hmm. The crowd has to come out because you know how we are in Dallas. We're going to come in there. We've lost three straight. We're going to have our Heads in our hands in our laps, and we're going to be waiting to boo. That's what the You're fans right. are. They're going to be waiting to boo because everyone is on the narrative. Their of, own Let's team. get rid of Jason Gibb. How about how about this? And this happened this morning in the locker room. 
the health club after a workout. Some guy I've seen him in there before. This he's, is where Mickey gets ideas for his column. Yeah, <laughs> he's four. He's four lockers down. He's never in said anything to me, right? Uh-huh. And he looks at me and he goes, "Hey, Mick." And I was looked around like I didn't see anybody I knew, and it was the guy there. And he goes, "You know when you know when things are bad." I go, "When's that?" He goes, "When people quit asking you questions." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, apathy is the worst disease." I've been there. there. I've been there. Yeah. One in fifteen team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, what he just said, yeah, if you will not have home field advantage if people don't come ready, and think about all the people that have moved from California to here or St. Louis mm-hmm. to here when they were in St. Louis, there's going to be a lot of uh, visitor friend, fans in the stadium, I guarantee you. Yeah, know, I, I thought the Chicago game, I thought that we um, – I thought we'd get a little reprieve for being away from home, being away from the negativity. Mm-hmm. And I saw how we played, and clearly that was not the case. And now you come back home, and people are just waiting on you. Yep. They're, they're, I'm sure signs are going to be up. You know, they're going to have some – I wouldn't be surprised if you had a few Jason Garrett, uh, I don't know, signs and things of that nature to just show just how disappointed they are. And as soon as the first negative thing happens, everybody's going to be on board. All the boo birds are going to be on board. Okay, yeah. okay. That's okay. Don't face of. a third and one That's and not make it. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Okay, aside from the fans, more importantly, the players – Okay, what needs to happen for the, how much do the players believe that they can turn this thing around? Because if you listen to Troy Aikman on the broadcast on Thursday night, he basically was saying, as a player, I don't believe I'd believe it at this point. You know that it can he's happen. been there. He's been there. So, so how yeah. difficult is it to convince the players, and how does a, a coach convince the players that? You can do this. I don't think the coach has to convince them. I think it's got to come from the players themselves. They have to believe that. We talked last week about what do you need to do to turn this thing around. And I can see a scenario to where we, you're, going to get, you're, going to do, you're going to get to a point in the game where you're going to need that play. And I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it out in one, one way or the other, but there's going to have to be a moment, a goal line stance, you know, uh, a great drive after a goal line stance. A takeaway or something. something, to, something. To, like the Philadelphia game. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were in this sort of in this position. It wasn't as dire, but they had just come off a loss to the Jets. And that was come back home. That, that, that was, was pretty, pretty bad. bad but now time. you're at a time where, okay, now the season's on the line. Yeah. And. Uh, you're coming back home. But what they do again against Philadelphia in that game, they got two quick takeaways. For the first time all season, they had a short field. And the crowd was in it. And the they, crowd was in it. And, and they wound up beating them, whatever it was, 33-10. Yeah. to 10 And, and then, like I said, that entire game, the, like the crowd stayed in the game. There was optimism going throughout the entire stadium as we were making our moves, as we were making our plays. And you could feel that positive energy, just like the, the, the Saints game last year. I've never seen anybody hit Kamara like that before the way Jalen Smith hit him. Right. He, to me, he's a hell of a player, still a hell of a player. But I think that actually took a lot out of him, period. As a, as a player, he hadn't really been that same dynamic guy since that play. You see what I'm saying? So if you catch a moment like that to where if you got one guy that just makes this play that ignites the entire stadium, you're going to have to have that. Status quo is not going to work. Okay, guys, let's just come out and do our same scripted plays. Here we go down the field. We're going to run 25 plays, and we're going to go at 75 yards, and we're going to score a touchdown. 
and then that's it. No, you have to you have to do the the, the trick plays like San Francisco. You got to have the gadget plays, those that you know are going to work to where the crowd's going to go. Oh, here we go. There's there's the effort. There's the mental and physical effort that we're putting into this. Right now, the crowd, the Cowboy fans don't feel like they're putting the mental and physical effort into being successful. It's like everyone's going out there with the status quo. Status quo will not work it, right it, now. It's, it's the same principle as what you see in, in a sudden change play. Like, for instance, Jets game. Cowboys went for it on fourth and one down at the seven-yard line. What the, what the Jets do right after that? They, they went deep, yep. and they hit on it, and they, it was a yeah. sudden change play. There's a lot of times you get the ball at, the mid, at midfield, and you get out there right after getting a turnover, and you hit, hit them with your best shot right, right there. Ever since right heat check. Th- it's a heat check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they need something to steal momentum back and get some confidence back and just get something rolling excitement. again. Yeah. Excitement. To answer your question, I think it's the defense. I think they've got – they're capable of more than what they've shown. I don't think it's effort. Let's it's just, hope so. Well, I mean, we've seen them play at higher level before, and I think they are missing Leighton Van Der Esch. They're missing some guys. But they've got to be able to, like Mickey said, offense can't be asked to score 30 points every game to win. Um, the question, though, like Everson said, you got to do something to make something happen. Are guys trying, are the guys pressing to do that, and then it just compounds itself? Because they're trying to get something going a little bit defensively, I offensively. Haven't seen the, I haven't seen the the creativity like what we were talking about in the Saints, uh, the, the Saints and, and Niners game. There had been that creativity. I'm sure they've tried things to where they say, "Oh, this is solid," but they haven't really gone out and done anything. You know, exciting. well, when they when they have, it hasn't worked. I haven't if seen them try about, to do oh, anything. They tried uh, that reverse screen pass and it got intercepted. Think Olawale can run the option? They tried. (laughs) (laughs) Can he just run a 10-yard out and turn around and catch the ball? And, yeah, I was thinking. They tried an end around. You saw some of the running backs that that they were were using yesterday. Uh, let's, Let's be real. Zeke is not a route runner, okay? He's not a route runner. So you start thinking about these little nuances. If he's not a route runner, don't put him in the slot. Okay, route runners go in the slot. Unfortunately, that was should have been Pollard, and he wasn't active in this last But even game. so, even so, you just let your slot man do your work. Mm-hmm. Then you put the, the running back out to the sideline. He could be a great outlet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's deception because now the defense doesn't know if he's going to line up in the slot or at running back. We'll see. And, and so on fourth down, you don't have your running back running out. No. He's not you accustomed. You have slot man running out. And if it saying. doesn't work right. out, then you have your running back as the last option. He's going to be one-on-one mm-hmm. with the guy that's covering him. That's your best-case scenario. As opposed to having a, a running – that's like putting a slot guy in the running back and telling mm-hmm. him to run the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just little things like that to where you just maximize your chances and your efforts. So you asked how do they – get the team to believe in this. Yes. And I can't remember who said it, if it was Jason in his conference call or Jerry a a day or so before that, but one of them said, have to remind them of some of the good things we've done. Like, this, we're in a slump, but we have done good things to win those six games. We're not all that bad. So that's what they have to do. But to make the plays, you got to do more than to get the fans involved in passing out white Rally towels. And, and Rob was talking, you know, Rob was talking something. about defense because right now, Zeke Elliott is playing some good football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That offensive line, they're blocking people. Yeah. 
you know, got great averages on the last few games. But you can't keep running the ball when your defense is not holding anybody. Right. You so got to score. Defense, it throws balance out the window. Defense is the thing. You yeah. got to, your defense has to play. And the conversation continues tomorrow here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!